and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are continuing on with the interview with the Vampire TV show uh, with episode four, and I'm joined by Candace. Hi! So now that you finished it, how much do you love it? Oh yeah, I love it. It's great. Right? <laughs> it does. It does. It grows on you like a delicate ivy slash moss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not I don't know. I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um I think the fact that they made it so different from the book was it saving Mm -hmm. grace Mm -hmm. because when you read the book and you watch the movie you kind of know beat by beat about what's going to happen right there's there's substantially less about armand substantially less about louis travels with claudia um Mm -hmm. less about their lives together before and after claudia like there's stuff that's been omitted but like it's it's the same story right you can Mm -hmm. sit there and wait and get exactly the story you think you're going to get but this this show has like they deal in touch points. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I love. And yeah, I really like that because I think a lot of, a lot of series, right. They, they fall into the trap of, I have to be exactly like the series. I mean, exactly mm-hmm. like the book, which can be fun, right? Mm-hmm. No lie. Like that can be super fun. Like having a book that you love, get brought to life the exact way that you see it in your head. That's deeply satisfying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think interview the vampire, the movie is so great because it absolutely gives you what you expect. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but then there's people who are like, no, I want it to be totally different. Right. It mm-hmm. needs to be like a whole other thing, uh, instead. Like I want like a completely different existence and a completely different reality. And I want to like set it in the 1800s, even though it's set in modern times in the book and blah, blah, blah. Right. There are people who just want to go off the rails. And sometimes that works, right? Like Dickens, a lot of the stuff that Dickens has written his whole catalog of books, whenever mm-hmm. that's kind of translated up into you know, our world or Shakespeare, right? Lots and lots of modern retellings of those older, you know, texts. Um, and I think that, you know, again, to differ- to differing degrees, are they good, right? I've I've seen some Twelfth Nights that are present day Twelfth Night that are amazing. I've seen some Twelfth Nights that are set in like the Italian Renaissance that are terrible, right? There's, <laughs> there's never a guarantee of, yeah. you know, how good or bad something is going to be just because of its setting and how people are kind of utilizing it. But I think that, Something I've seen less successfully is a complete deviation from the narrative, which Mm -hmm. is what Kindred kind of tried to do, right? Kindred was like, this is the way that we uh, envision and understand this story being updated for 2022, right? Like, we're going to put this specifically, or 2020 really, is that's when it was set. But like, they're, they're very specific about the rules that they establish and then they don't abide by any of their rules right (laughs) and they don't an au 2020 yeah yeah there was no covid correct so like why set it in 2020 like why be so specific about when it's happening like or 2016 whenever it was right so i think that like 
what what that show was missing and was lacking is that it didn't take the the core concepts of the book as touch points mm-hmm. right and then filled it with other things it kind of was like we're going to give you the story but we're going to change major pieces of that story that completely mm-hmm. changed the context of it there is no context changing in this show right they go deeper on the homosexuality right because Anne rice famously has been very open about Lestat being bisexual and, you know, him being mm-hmm. very open and interested, very fluid and all that stuff, right? Tons of examples of it in the book. I'm pretty sure he's lovers with both Akasha and Ankil at one point. Um, so, like, all they're doing is taking her memory and, again, her son's memory. Her son is a queer author and screenwriter. So mm-hmm. taking that information and then applying it to this show, right? Intimating what she might have wanted now that she is gone um, and trying to, to to make a world that makes sense but without completely betraying the original text. And I think they did that fabulously. Like mm-hmm. the the little, <laughs> I was about to say touch points again. And then I was like, I should say stakes. And then I was like, you can't say stakes on a vampire podcast. Um, so that's, that's funny. <laughs> the little tent poles that they put in the ground, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, are wonderful because it reminds you what you're watching. It grounds you in the story. But then they can give you like a different understanding of what's happening, right? So instead of having a conversation where Louis is all like messed up because he's like, oh, my brother is dead and, you know, maybe I should have believed in him when he said he was hearing voices and seeing visions. Like it's mm-hmm. totally within the realm of reason that, you know, I'm a vampire. Maybe he was seeing seeing and hearing angels, right? Instead of doing all of that, they instead make Paul a deeply religious man who's clearly autistic, right? He's got some, some, some challenges, mm-hmm. some neurodivergence. And they show a family that is patient with him Mm -hmm. right that indulges him because they want to keep him calm and keeping him by you know keeping him calm comes down to listening to him and taking him seriously right and we Mm -hmm. see what happens when he's not taken seriously it's very rough there's a lot of push and pull uh things get dicey so Mm -hmm. i think that like that kind of allowance is important because you can completely reinvigorate your story like taking it and and making it almost a continuation of the original rather than a mirror image just genius like really genius like the people who worked on it that was very smart um especially because now you can extend this story as much as you want it doesn't have to end because i mean we know in the book louis walks away right louis is still Mm -hmm. alive um i'm again i'm not sure i haven't read deep into the vampire chronicles there's just so many um but i mean there could be another book that Louis has a whole life where he talks and they can pull information yeah. from that. Right. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm very impressed. I didn't, I didn't, ex- I really didn't think I was going to like it this much. Like I, I, would I watch was it again. so nervous. You weren't going to like it. And yeah. then I was like, whatever you were texting me about it, like things you didn't like, I was like, wait till the end. Wait, wait. I admit I'm a snob. I admit it. No, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> one of us has to think critically and it's not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like I, I binged it all in one day so mm-hmm. I know that I for sure had rose colored glasses because that's kind of just what happens when you watch it all at once sure you forgive and forget all of the things that were like probably like a little grady and mm-hmm. then you're like that's eh, fine you know we, we finished <laughs> it it was good and I want more so yep. everything was great <laughs> but yeah I was surprised how easily it was to watch all of it you know what i mean like i don't normally watch a season in a day like i've never like i got to my parents house where my sibling lives Mm -hmm. at 
um, I think like 10 a.m. Because, or no, it was like 9. Mm-hmm. And we just started watching it. We grabbed lunch and then just kept watching mm-hmm. and didn't stop. And I we finished by like 5 o'clock. So. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of those that you can watch in a day if you have a do nothing kind of day. Yeah, I feel that. But let's get into discussing episode four. Whew. So in the present day, we're like, basically, uh, Daniel gets handed Claudia's journals, which I mm-hmm. think this is a really nice way to have Claudia tell her own story. Agree. The agency is is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they because it's because it's more than just for the audience, right? It also mm-hmm. gives you insight to Louis's heart mm-hmm. and where he's at with it, right? The fact that he keeps them in these like pneumatic tubes, right? These like little vacuum sealed like mm-hmm. archival boxes, right? Like you can tell that they are treasured, even though they're not treated as they're treasured, right? You can see the wear and tear on them. You can see how she kind of just would throw them wherever, right? Like you can yeah. see like random bits sticking out of it. Like it's it's it looks the, the way you'd expect a teenage girl's diary to look, right? You can mm-hmm. tell like, you can even see kind of over time with the design and the style of the covers, like mm-hmm. where she must have been in her headspace because the first one is very girly, right? It's very girlish. It has, you know, like a big ribbon on the front. It says Claudia written, you know, in cursive and stuff. And it's very showy, but then you get like later volumes that are like more mature looking, right? They're more like a leather bound journal or a journal that has a really nice like floral print on it or something like that. Not as childlike um, mm-hmm. as she grows up. Right. And I think that that touchstone is just so important to kind of give you this ever presence from her even in the future right even in our present day because in the Mm -hmm. book it's all all you've got are memories of this one person right you don't get a 360 degree view of who she is and um i love the agency that they gave her in this 100 percent. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's absolutely beautiful i think it's a great way to bring her in yeah i i really like this a lot more Mm -hmm. it just shows me that like they care more in this yeah i feel like i feel like with Anne rice she was very much like okay here's your one story one interview from one man and in this one it's like louis wants him to be able to have the full story he's like i'm not a reliable narrator Mm -hmm. i i will mess up so here is it in concrete writing for you from her point of view yes yes and i and i like that I really enjoy the slow burn of trust mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Daniel and Louis. Me too. Like it's a very kind of gradual. Um, it's a very gradual kind of trust of like, we've met before. We know mm-hmm. one another. We are familiar. Right. But like, I don't know you. And like, Saying you don't saying that Louis doesn't know Daniel and that Daniel doesn't know Louis, right? Those two men are intimately aware of each other, right? Not intimately mm-hmm. like sex, although I have suspicions, but intimately, I mean... yes, intimately aware of each other in a in a more like Louis has done the research, right? He knows he mm-hmm. has Parkinson's before he gets there. Like mm-hmm. he's watched interviews with Daniel, right? Daniel has listened to those tapes 
with him and Louis so often that he doesn't, he knows exactly where to find when he's, when he confronts Louis about like a, a mistake or an error mm-hmm. between his old story and his new story, he knows exactly where to find it. Like, you know, he's familiar, you know, that he yeah. has, you know what I'm saying? That he has had this conversation before and that he's mm-hmm. listened to it multiple times. So like these two men are deeply familiar with each other yet they don't trust each other. Right. Like you can, you can see where each of them are trying to give a little trust. Mm-hmm. And where they each demand a little trust, right? Where they mm-hmm. need the trust of the other person to get where they're going. And you can see, like, the hesitance on Louis's face as Daniel touches Claudia's things for the first time. Like, you see that that love and that passion and that support is very much still alive, right? Like, he still mm-hmm. feels that way, even though she's been gone for however many years. Um, and granted, we don't know in this book, I mean, in this version, in this in the show that she dies. Like, we're not sure. I mean, anything could happen, really. Um mm-hmm. It could be, you know, a fake my own death situation with Claudia. It could be, you know, a real one. Like, we don't know yet. But I do think that, like, it is a beautiful symbol of who Louis is as a well-rounded person while still giving Claudia, like, some say. Um, I I love how Daniel plays, how Eric Bogosian plays Daniel. Because he's so, like, wary. Mm-hmm. But at some points really feels like he wants to be taken in, right? He feels like he wants to drink the Kool-Aid like really bad Mm -hmm. in some parts. He's just like, well, anyway, and he gets really wrapped up in the story and he's like really deep with him. And then he'll be like, and then something will fuck him up. He'll see something like the big Russian man comes in and is like, I'm here for your food. And he's like, ew, I can't have this conversation. Or like they're eating this dinner and he's like getting, you know, his service in front of him or whatever, his like blood service. And like Daniel's just like. I guess I'll just keep eating my creme brulee. Um, And it gets weird, you know? But, like, I really like uh, just this very kind of, I don't know, it's like this friction between these two men. And I'm like, how is this going to change next season? Um. I know. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I need to know. When is it out? Is it tomorrow? Because that's when I need it. Literally. I'm like, okay, you know what? Whatever. I'll renew my subscription. You've oh. got me for another $8 AMC. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I think next time though, whenever the next season comes out is when I'm going to binge Mayfair Witches too. See what that's all about. May as well, since I'm already going to pay for it. Yeah, I think I will too. Yeah. So um, we flash back to the past, right back into the story. Claudia was brought to their house um, and Louis gets Lestat to turn Claudia because he's like, this is all my fault, you mm-hmm. know, none of this would have happened if it's not for me. Um, and I just want to say I'm obsessed with this version of Claudia. Yeah. I For five minutes, her. I was annoyed. For five minutes, I was just like, this is too much. Your accent is not great. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about you. They picked, like, the lightest skinned actress in the world. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I like that she looks like she could feasibly be theirs. Yeah. Right? Like, like, she looks biracial. Um, Mm -hmm. and I like that she very quickly gets over her baby, her babyishness. Like you don't have to spend a ton of time with like petulant, petty ass Claudia, right? Because Mm -hmm. she's a little girl in a grown woman's body, blah, blah, blah. Like you still get those moments, Mm -hmm. but especially like right at the beginning, I was just like, please don't be annoying. Um, (laughs) Kirsten Dunst set a very high bar for claudia in interview with the vampire like i've never seen such acting i think she was nominated for an oscar for that performance Mm -hmm. um if she had won she would have been the second youngest person i think or third youngest person ever win it among uh up there with uh, tatum o'neill for paper moon and uh anna paquin for the piano um Mm -hmm. 
so I think that um, I don't know. It, she it was very well deserved the, yeah. the the nomination very well deserved. She did a fantastic job, um, and you can see how it absolutely nailed the trajectory of her career in place. Right, like she mm-hmm. really came out swinging. And I'm looking at this actress, and I'm like, okay, so you're probably eight, over eighteen, like playing young, right? I mm-hmm. doubt that she's a teenager in real life. But I felt she was very believable. Like she's when she's scared, she's really scared. When she's rebellious, mm-hmm. she's absolutely rebellious and feral, right? Like I think that she swings through her emotions smoothly yeah. and comfortably. And I really enjoyed that. I think I looked her up and she's younger than I thought she would be. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, like I have to look her up again. And she's yeah. been in other things, but I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know glad why. That- I don't know if oh. she's a Nepo. I don't know if she's like a new actor or if she's a Nepo baby, but I, I hope you. that she's a new actor because. Are you looking her up? Yeah, her name's Bailey Bass. Yeah. She's nineteen. Yeah, so she's okay. A little yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that far away from the age she's playing, which is no. nice. Oh, she's from Avatar. Well, I'm never gonna. Watch okay. Movies, so. <laughs> That's what my siblings were. Uh, my siblings like. Oh, I've seen her before. And that's why, because they had just seen Avatar. She left the show. What? Yeah. I just looked her up and she said, due to a variety of unforeseen circumstances, I'm unable to return to Anne Rice's interview with the vampire for the second season. No, I loved her. Me too. I'm so sad. I wonder what the circumstances are. Someone named Delaney Hales is going to take over. Production on season two begins next week in Prague, and that was on March 31st of this year. So Okay, so it started a couple weeks ago. Yeah, at least we know it's coming, but it yeah. stinks that she's not going to be available because I really enjoyed her. I mean, with Avatar and Interview, I that's, she's probably pretty pro- burned out. It's probably Avatar that's taking up all her time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. That's a pretty hefty schedule, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Are they doing a third Avatar movie? Yeah, they're doing a bunch. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They probably pay better for Avatar too. So oh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the girl they have for season two, she's very pretty. She doesn't look the same. Like I'm looking at okay. a picture right now. She doesn't yeah. look the same, but she's lovely. So hopefully she's just as good of an actor and things yeah. will be wonderful um yeah i guess she's a stage actress okay. um everybody else is back and someone named ben daniels is going to be santiago hmm. is he handsome let's find out sorry sorry viewers we're just listeners <laughs> we're just figuring These things, are things out we need to know yeah. you know it's important we're doing we're doing the work for you um Ben Daniels is a grown man. He's 58 years old. So nobody is making Santiago <laughs> the way I think he should be made. No, not at all. Um, but I'm excited. He's been in a lot of uh, creepy stuff. Okay. So he was Mr. Decker in Torchwood. Like I've, I've seen him before. Um, he's a queer actor, uh, done some um, stage stuff as well as, you know, what? I'm just going to choose to trust their judgment. They they wowed me with season one. Yeah. I'm going to assume that season two is going to be just as good. Yeah. And I'm not going to hold anything against them. You know? Oh, I'm just gonna okay. Let it be. He's he's also from Game of Thrones. If you've seen Game of Thrones, you know Ian yeah. Gelder. 
he was uh, Kevin Lannister, who was the hand of uh, the king. Oh. I think Joff- I think Joffrey's hand before okay. um, before Tyrion before Tywin Lannister comes in. I like kind yeah. of remember, but I'd have to see him. If again. you saw him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> one of those. I saw something talking about the guy who plays uh, Louis. Um, apparently, they said that the guy who made the language in uh, Game of Thrones, the Valyrian mm-hmm. language, said yeah. that he, his accents are so good that it sounds like he would be a native speaker Ooh. of the language he created. And I'm like, which you kind of see that even with his New Orleans accent is really good. That's true. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, you could have fooled me. You could yeah. have fooled me. Agree. He's like a really good actor. I hope that after this, he's in a lot more stuff because I think he's phenomenal. You're talking about Jacob Anderson? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him showed, a lot. Yeah. I think this showed a lot more range for him than the Game of Thrones did. So fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, this guy, Ben Daniels, so his husband is from Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he's been on a lot of things, uh, some fancy, some not great, but I do enjoy him in general as an actor. So I'm excited to see him. Um, I'm excited to see where, where his situation goes because okay. again, I mean, so far I have not been disappointed with anybody they've cast in this show. I don't think I have a single complaint. Um, yeah. even when the cast member doesn't look the way that I think they're going to look in my head, mm-hmm. um, I'm still, I'm still happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not mad about any of it. So. <laughs> yeah. I looked up Ben Daniels. I, 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 I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm waiting to see. Yeah. I'm, I think, I feel like it's probably truer to obviously Armand's type. Yeah. But like, it's not who I would have thought for Santiago. Cause I imagine like a younger boy Same. toy situation, but like if he's super into Louie, well, I mean, what I like is that if he's super into Louis and that and and Louis is into this older, more distinguished gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if he's antagonistic, which we know he's going to be that whole I'm going to pull your hair and fill your locker with ro- with rodents because I love you kind mm-hmm. of love that he shows. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> if that's who he's going to be as a person, like I know in the book they describe uh they describe uh, Santiago as being very big. Like they talk about him like he's strong, right? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, Santiago is like a wayfish Gerard Way looking motherfucker, right? Like he's like a real <laughs> he's a real sensitive man who has long hair and you know, he's real poetic and he has a mischievous, wolfish grin. But like yeah. in my head, he's like slight. But in the yep. book, they literally describe like when Louis is in the alley facing him down, like mm-hmm. He, he fears for his life. Like, he's like, this guy is going to wreck me, right? This guy is going to yeah. just flatten me like a pancake. Um, and I've seen Ben Daniels in Doom, which let's mm-hmm. not talk about whether or not it's a good or bad movie. I personally think it's a b- very bad, good movie. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he plays um, this very kind of like, I don't know. Um, he's like, he's like the religious one. Like, you know how there's archetypes in any, mm-hmm. you know, SWAT team or whatever. He's like the religious, like, southern one that's, like, got muscles and he's, like, Adorable. a man of few words, right? He doesn't talk a lot. He's no nonsense. So I'm very interested to see his range here of how he's yeah. going to play Santiago because he's such a clown. Like, mm-hmm. he's an unintentional clown. Who's I'm gonna excited. Take, 
offense to being called a buffoon, which we know that this version of Louis is going to be perfectly fine doing that. Um, I think the only issue that I'm having with this timeline that I dislike mm-hmm. is that I feel like there's more of a crunch because you're there's only so far in the future they can go because they've already established that 2022 is when this is all taking place right Mm -hmm. and when we get season two feasibly the most it can be is he came there in winter time and now it's 2023 right that's Mm -hmm. the best they can do is that it's going to be 2023 um so like i just i feel like the ages of the vampires are different in this than they are in the 76 version like louis a little older Mm -hmm. in the 76 version because we start in the 17 late 1700s but here Mm -hmm. we're starting in the early 1900s so you're already chopping off like 100 years of experience um yeah but i like how they kind of have addressed passively addressed that especially in the final episode so no spoilers but Mm -hmm. um they've kind of partially spoken to that um Mm -hmm. we're not going to have claudia as a little girl for you know a hundred years like we do in the book right like there's several it's almost a hundred years that claudia lives um Mm -hmm. as a child um here we'll probably if they stick to the story we'll probably get like 50 years yeah you know i like um, it i like that they're ramping things up they're moving things along they're taking out all of the chunky like over explanation things that Anne rice does and they're like garbage all right Mm -hmm. moving on yeah you know Mm -hmm. i i like it um the other thing i do like is the changes they've made with like vampires specifically so like Mm -hmm. the next part is we find out that claudia hasn't fully healed from her human scarring so she still Mm -hmm. has like scarring on her cheeks from when she was uh burned you know Mm -hmm. as a human i think that is very very interesting same it takes it takes time for your body like because we know that we know that when when in this universe when vampires bite you it Mm -hmm. is a process right it's not oh then you wake up and you're a vampire it's you are drained almost to dying you bleed out your body dies your blood is now replaced by vampiric blood and then after that process is complete you wake up and you have your situation right Mm -hmm. um if you're close to death if you're not close to death kind of similar thing but more intense as we saw with louis Mm -hmm. um and i think that that like the idea that it takes time to heal in general is something that i feel like is very much glossed over in the book Mm -hmm. um any kind of damage that's done to you as a vampire the fact that like your hair you know grows back and everything like that right like we know there's that scene in even in the movie claudia cuts all her hair off and five seconds later she's got all that hair back so Mm -hmm. i like the idea that 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 that, like biologically and scientifically your body needs time to acclimate before you are in your true vampire form and even then Mm -hmm. it's going to take you time to heal you're not like wolverine where like he gets gored and five seconds later he's got no wounds you know what i mean like yeah it's not superhero stuff it's supernatural stuff which i very Mm -hmm. much enjoy too yeah i just i always find it compelling in stories where they're like yeah i'll heal but like it's gonna be a bit you know that's stabbing Mm -hmm. still hurt i i love that kind of element in stories Mm -hmm. um next thing i gotta note i really like that claudia has a little siren song and that's how she's luring people that was very good to me Mm mm-hmm obsessed with her little humming near the mm-hmm. lamplighter i'm like don't mm-hmm. go over there sir yeah mind your business ah uh, well okay. i tried to tell you <laughs> again amazing cinematography there yeah it was beautiful really nice mm-hmm. shadows um this show is so gorgeous like mm-hmm. i 
that's something that's been so consistent. Um, I have notes on that actually for the next episode. Um, but perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Um, I love that. I love how she like, <laughs> so I love that only Louis, that Louis and Claudia can talk to each other mm-hmm. because they, but Lestat can't hear them because like he's their maker. Mm-hmm. And so like other vampires can like vampires can hear each other in general, but your sire can't hear you, which I think is a nice touch both cinema both cinematically because like we the audience gets to hear their inner thoughts and their inner conversations without Lestat being privy but also um as a mechanic right like not everybody's parents are are good to them right not everybody in life has healthy relationships with their family so the idea Mm -hmm. that the person who did this to you especially if it's somebody who does it to you against your will can't detect your thoughts i think that's awesome because Mm -hmm. it makes it gives more agency to the vampires and makes them less like victims than survivors right Mm -hmm. which i think is great because not not every vampire is created consensually even right some people Mm -hmm. like claudia wasn't created consensually she didn't say yes to that so um i do really really like that specifically for that reason um and i love how she just wreaks havoc on the city right away like in two in in true teen girl drama like form right she just immediately just gets fucking nuts and just goes crazy Mm -hmm. like in that teens don't think they can die, teens are fearless, teens, you know, don't exercise caution or any kind of best judgment, right? She just, like, does exactly what you would expect her to do as a teenager and just goes mm-hmm. buck wild. <laughs> My favorite line, she's like, I'm so hungry, I think I'm gonna die. Yeah. And cute little southern <laughs> accent. Because, like, yeah. what a vibe. What a <laughs> Poor vibe. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And then how she calls him, Uncle Les. I'm like, Uncle Les? Weird. Yeah. He is no one's uncle. Look at this man. <laughs> That's your weird father, okay? Like, yeah, let's be. He's daddy, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, I so also funny. think that like, oh, when they're fighting, mm-hmm. I have a note about the fighting. I don't want to get ahead. Okay, close. <laughs> We're close. Um, so we get to the point where Claudia gets her own coffin, mm-hmm. and it's adorable. It's pink. It's in the same bedroom as them. Yep. And my favorite thing is when they're going to pick it out and she's like joyfully jumping around. Yeah, she's like, I she's like laying in it. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. She's been diagnosed with a rare blood disease. She has only months to live. The guy's like, she seems really healthy. Louis's like, yeah. I know. Final throes of death. Ah, we're going to have to kill you, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Damn it. So funny. <laughs> like louis really trying to cover and claudia's like la 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 she's like i like this one because it's pink i need a little more foot room i think you know like (laughs) this satin is so soft i love it like yeah zero chill so funny uh this is the when we find out that claudia is supposed to be 14 Mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool yes um then we get so I love the scenes of Claudia writing in her little journal at night. Mm-hmm. I adore it. It's With so the little voiceover cute. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, um, everybody was like kind of, you know, getting ready for bed and she's closed her little coffin lid and she's staying up and writing in her coffin. She hears something and she peeks out and she sees Louie. Uh, or she sees a stack climbing into Louie's coffin and she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, diary. You will not believe. <laughs> she's like, I think she said something about um, 
uh, Daddy Louie and Uncle Les have a weird relationship or something like that. <laughs> they think I don't know that they're in love. I'll let them think that. Whatever. Oh my god. I love so it so funny. much. It's yeah. so cute. Like, it's yep. really, really cute. And I love how she gets very, um, like, she's writing about it like it's juicy. Like, yeah. You know I mean? like, it's her own like, gossip magazine. It's her own gossip column. Like, OMG. They got in together. And I love mm-hmm. something else that I love too, right? So now they've got a kid. Mm-hmm. And because they have a kid, all of a sudden there's pajamas. Yeah. Like, suddenly there's pajamas in the coffin. I went, hold on a second. What is, oh, they've got a child. Yeah. That's true. When you have a kid, you have to wear pajamas. That's very true. Okay. I think I it's funny that it's like basically this is vampire co-sleeping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they start like murmuring things to each other in their coffin. Like, mm. and she's like, ew, I don't want to hear that. She's I need like, my own room. Can yeah. You get my own room, please. I don't want to hear your weird whatever it is you're doing in there. Yep. Or like... <laughs> Oh my god! It's um, we have to talk more about the talk Claudia and Louis being able to talk in a little bit after they get on room. But oh my god, so good, Mm -hmm. so good. And then Claudia writing in her diary in her own gossip magazine, she's like, "I'm trying to figure out how this love situation works between my dads." Yep, I don't really get it, but whatever, it's fine. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Just like watching Claudia discover the world brings me so much joy. Oh, seriously. Yeah. And we also find out that like her, the woman that she was staying with, I think it's her aunt, right? Like her aunt mm-hmm. or her grandma or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, was, was sort of abusive. Like was not mm-hmm. very nice. And was like, she was locked in that room and her aunt was not going to let her out. Yeah. <laughs> when the fire started, her aunt was like, yeah, I'll, I might come get you. And then died at the door. That's fucked up. I feel it's bad really for fucked her. Up. Yeah. yeah. Claudia definitely has a better life now. Mm-hmm. So then we get put into reality. I mean, the current day. And uh, Daniel uh, sees Rashid praying. And he's like, I thought you worshipped Louis. Who are you praying to? Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, what? What are you talking about? Because he's like, he's got like a prayer mat. He's facing mm-hmm. whatever direction. I can't remember which direction it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But he's facing that direction, assumably. Yeah. Um, and, you know, doing his like multi times a day prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but As you would just... expect, because they're in Dubai and you're like, yeah. okay, so maybe he's part of the local culture and that's why this is yeah. happening. Like, it, it, it makes sense. But then he like is weird about it. Mm-hmm. Rashid's like immediately <laughs> as soon as this scene happened for some reason I looked at him and I'm like vampire I have it in my notes I was like he's a vampire same like is this him just keeping up appearances he doesn't seem to like know a lot about it it seems like he's just doing it for like for like I don't know optics kind of yeah like same I looked at him and I was like daywalker question mark yeah I was not sure what was going on but I was like, he's vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, I but yeah, it's it's funny because it's like now that we've finished, and I don't want to get too much into the ending. Yeah, but like, we'll we'll have to bring this back up later because 
I, I wonder if it's like more of his exploration in trying to relate to the modern people mm-hmm. or something. Like he's trying something new. I don't know. We'll have to bring it up later. I don't want to spoil the ending yet. Yeah. But um, then we get after that scene thrown back into the past again with Louis. Mm-hmm. The room flip to hide the coffin. I love it. So good. Can I just tell you as a child, all I wanted was a cool secret bookcase where you pulled of the right book and it opened into a Same. little room. Same. As an adult, I'm going to tell you this right now. Should I ever, as an elder millennial, be able to mm-hmm. afford a house that is going to be a renovation that I'm going to need in my home? Me too. <laughs> Big same. Because as soon as I can have an office, it's going to look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, My parents used to always take me when we were kids to go tour model homes all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was one model home that had a secret entrance like that. What? And, yeah. Like rich bougie house had a secret entrance like that and i was like jaw on the floor yeah shaken i need i immediately like pulled my parents aside i was like this if we like whenever we toured these houses we'd always call dibs on which room would be ours in the model Mm -hmm. home of course i was like dibs dibs (laughs) this one all of it mine i'm willing to fight for it yeah well it was interesting because i i remember i think it was like a mother-in-law suite behind yeah. a bookcase yeah but like why does your mother-in-law need access to the room on the other side of the bookcase mm-hmm. she should only need one room i don't want her popping in on me at any time well it's just from like the house it was to get into the mother-in-law suite it was through this bookcase so it was like i don't the- know i don't know That's, it was weird i don't know how i feel about it yeah it sounds like a mistress suite to me probably <laughs> yeah right i i don't know it was a strange setup but it was mm-hmm. a cool option. Yeah. I just like the idea of a hidden room. Big same. Yeah. So um, now we get to the point, really, where Louis cannot talk to his family anymore. He no. scared the children. Yeah. He almost ate the baby. He almost ate the baby. Yeah. It's not working out. No. Um, and everyone's like, hey, by the way, it's not working out. <laughs> Yeah. And Louis's like, what do you mean? This is totally normal. And they're like, no, no. I think you should go. Yeah. His mom's We're having a hard devil. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's like, yeah, Louis, I don't know how to break this to you, but like, no. You're Stop. weird, bud. Yeah. He didn't even be mad at them either because, like, he kind of just set himself up for failure here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that when his mom passes? Not yet. That's later. Okay. Got it. But yeah, it's like at that point where uh, Louis brings Claudia around his family. I think this is the scene where he brings Claudia around his family and the whole family is like, um, since one of you had a kid, where did you steal this child? She is 14 years old. We've known you for 14 years. Thou hast not had a child. Can yeah. you tell me why you have this child? Is it his child? Does yeah. he have a child? And this is now your child? What exactly is going on? And Louis's like, aren't you just happy I have a child? And they're like, what are you doing with it? <laughs> like, like, they're like, where'd you find Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's so funny. His brother-in-law just doesn't even talk to him anymore. He just looks at him like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Claudia being like, um, Daddy Louis, I'm bored. Can we leave? It's so oh funny. Oh my so god. Funny. Literally read the room, Claudia. Literally. Yeah. Read it. <laughs> so good. 
Oh my god. So then we get to this point where Claudia has been growing up and uh, she watches these people have sex for a little too long in the cars mm-hmm. uh, before deciding to drink them. Yeah. On, and her, I was like, on her walk with Lestat though, right? Yeah. This is where mm-hmm. Lestat brought her to basically a lover's lane situation. Yes. Yes. Good choice, um, Daddy Lestat. Literally. <laughs> and I'm like, this This does not bode well. Things are no. not gonna... No. You got teenage hormones and you're hungry? Mm-hmm. Recipe for no. disaster. It's bad. Yep. So she's 18 now, we find out. So it's been four years they've mm-hmm. had her. And she's like, I want to dress like an adult. So gets a whole new little wardrobe. Poor baby. Um, gets made fun of on the street. Yep. Because almost eats like, a flock of women. Yeah. Honestly, vibe though. They were being mean girls. Agree. Agree. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, what do you do with a mean girl? You dispose of them, apparently. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Claudia ends up having a crush on this boy named Charlie. And I was like, that is, that's not going to go well. It's no. not going to go well. No, it's impossible for that to go well. Yeah. So he's like a <laughs> carriage driver. Um, and he's like doing the least romantic thing ever in which he is just dropping flowers on the ground whenever he passes her house. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I'm supposed to be like, oh, how kind and sweet. But like, as a grown adult, I'm like, that's bare minimum. Um, not even a great bare minimum. I feel like I don't really love that. Not going to mm-hmm. lie to you. Yeah. Like it no, gives me the vibe of like, when a dude pulls up to your house and honks the horn for you to come out word yeah (laughs) not sexy no i'm like "Mm, okay so claudia um and him meet up go on some dates Mm -hmm. uh then it gets steamy in the back of a cab yeah and they're like very close to you know Mm mm-hmm going down and dirty but she accidentally drinks some dry yeah she confuses her emotions yeah rip it's rough it's bad it's rough it's real sad especially because she like goes to louis and like asks like about the birds and the bees like she has like a formal conversation with him like tell me tell me what the situation is like what is this about right like how how does all of this work and like i love how like delicate and and ginger he is with her um Mm -hmm it's it's fatherly but like without being overbearing Mm -hmm. um and like her love for charlie is so true like she really really cares and like louis is like we need to have a conversation with her right we need to talk to her and lestat's like whatever and he blows it off and then that happens and it's like that could have totally been prevented if lestat had just been like hi so this is what you need to know don't be around Mm -hmm. people that you love here's how to not drink people dry here's how to just take a sip right yeah like that's i mean the trauma that she's experienced is just horrible right being responsible not just the fact that like you've lost your love right your first mm-hmm. love but you're the person who ended their life and it wasn't even on purpose right you didn't even choose that for yourself like yeah. they've basically turned her into a monster there's like no other way for her to feel in that moment you know mm-hmm. like she can't possibly feel normal like normal girls don't have to deal with that so really sad yeah yeah i think the other hard part too is lestat makes claudia watches his body burns and mm-hmm. this is the one time where i kind of understand why lestat did it yeah because he wants to make sure she never does this again 
right like she has to deal with the consequences and like i know it's kind of fucked up but like i do kind of understand like i understand i don't agree with it because i think that lestat lestat is cruel and this is an exercise in cruelty right it's an exercise in cruelty because like Mm -hmm. he is so divorced from his feelings as a person Mm mm-hmm that he doesn't realize she's already punishing herself, right? And, like, that's, that's basically what Louis tries to say to her. Like, yo, like, this is fucked up. Like, she's already hurting herself. She's sad. She's upset. Mm-hmm. Like, this was not a good moment for her. Like, she was in mm-hmm. love, right? Like, this was important. And Lestat can't understand that. He can only understand yeah. his own his own shit. So he's like, well, you know, here's a teachable moment. Instead of just having a conversation, like, that's forces fair. her to sit there and watch him burn. So, like... Like, I, I see both sides. I feel mm-hmm. like he could have, I mean, like, for example, your dog poops and you, like, bring him over to the poop and you're like, no. And you make sure the dog sniffs and is like, this is not where this belongs, right? Mm-hmm. Some people will shove their animal's face into the into the no. poop. Mm-hmm. To me, that's bad, right? That's crossing the line. So I feel like Lestat could have just been like, no, 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 and been very stern and kind of symbolically, like, you watch this and then let her flee. But instead, he, like, holds her fast. Yeah, And, like, she can't move. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that part is, I think, what, like, brings it over the edge. And, like, you see Louis kind of lose respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think this is where they have their big French fight, right? Mm. There's it's somewhere in this episode, because I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote about it. Somewhere mm-hmm. in this episode, episode, the two of them argue. And they make up after. Mm-hmm. Um, but they argue. And, like, it's this, like, huge, loud fucking angry intense fight but it's all in french because like she can't really speak french and they're like oh that's gonna make sense if like she can't speak french we'll just speak in french so the whole time they're like and it's like really good and they're getting like really in each other's faces and it's actually kind of sexy and they're like Mm -hmm. shouting at each other and you can see everybody getting worked up and um i I don't know it was in that moment that i decided i really like sam reed's french accent and i can't Mm -hmm. get enough like mm-hmm. it feels very clunky because he has kind of a deeper voice so there's some parts where it feels like a little like um almost guttural like german sometimes sounds mm-hmm. but i don't mind that it's actually really effective it's lovely yeah i'm really into it <laughs> it reminds me of like when parents um talk and spell it all out so their kids don't understand what they're talking about yes same energy that's exactly how it felt so yep. funny Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's so good i i love the two of them so much same i lo- I, I honestly really like watching them fight i don't know what yes. it is I just, me too it's great it's never it's, a disappointment yeah i think it honestly has to do a lot with the passion they have behind everything you know yes agree so good yeah so um claudia starts absolutely spiraling and starts like using the sun to self-harm and i was like no mm-hmm no yep and that's where we end the episode was with her arm out and this hole in the sky just going down on her arm and it's oh and she's just (laughs) screaming yeah wild absolutely wild so that is all we're gonna have time for today candace where can the people the internet find you and the stuff you do you can find me at that Candace girl, C-A-N-D-A-C-E on Twitter, where I post all about, you know, what's going on with me and I shit talk pop culture. Um, <laughs> you can also find me at Candace the Magnificent over at Discord and Instagram uh, if you want to try and keep up me keep up with me there. Um, I am a TTRPG streamer and I often do ukulele concerts and other fun stuff on my on my Twitch channel. 
Um, so yeah, definitely look me up um, if you want more of my nonsense. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next week with uh, episode five. <laughs> Bye. Bye.